so uh, many yeah. of the great women in the Senate won. You know, Claire McCaskill won, and Elizabeth Warren won. Of course, Michelle Bachman is still there, whatever. But, but it's like, you know, these Why girls... Why only some women great in the Senate? I think all women in the Senate are actually pretty great, irregardless you know. of politics. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And we're back on Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And uh, I'm so happy to be back in the air. There's very little, um, there are very little things in the world that make me extremely happy. This show is actually one of them. Um, and I was really looking forward to the show. I know we had the long weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and happy Memorial Day to veterans past and present uh, and let's, uh, and I always say, hopefully not future, but f- we will need veterans in the future. I, you know, at least some military standards. So happy Memorial Day to all our armed forces, National Guard, Marines, Army, Navy, Air Force, uh, and uh, uh, Coast Guard. Don't forget the Coast Guard because the Coast Guard keeps us safe. Uh, so, and we're back. So it's very nice to be back. And um, I, I got a lot to go over tonight. A lot. Uh, you might notice the uh, the name of the show is uh, Triple Threat Time, and I'll get into that a little bit later because our, our guest is is uh, part of that equation. Um, and <laughs> doing some other things. I just I had a good day. I like th- this morning was kind of, <laughs> but it uh, it got better. The day got much better, and I'm. I'm very happy for that because we need good days. And I think I have a theory. Somebody asked me, they go, what? what's with traffic today? Traffic's really bad. Traffic's like insaniac today. What's up? And I'm like, well, you know what it probably is? It's because it's overcast. And when it's overcast, the electromagnetic bubble that's around us all just infiltrates everything and makes everybody a little bit more pissed off. That's how that works. Uh, myself included. I mean, I woke up. I was, oh my God, my wife woke me up this morning. I almost killed her. I was like, who are you? And I just lost it. And she's like, what the hell happened? I go, I was having a dream. My dream was good. And you woke me up in the dream. I mean, I didn't tell what the dream was. That was just, it was fucking stupid. You don't, you don't, you know, she's in my life. She don't have to be in my head. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, enough of my uh, rambling. If I want to ramble correctly, I will do it in the Happening Now monologue, which is now. Everything that happens now is happening now. Yes, and let's all, let's all get it out. Let's get it out while we're trying. Here at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. The Happening Now monologue is anything that's happening now. And there's a lot of things happening now. There's some things happening for me personally. 
Uh, and today, it came to me today. I started thinking about things, and I went, uh, "What's what's actually happening?" Because you know the the weather's been a little. Uh, uh, and I mean, I thought the winter was over. Apparently, it's not. I'm waiting for this supposed quote unquote spring, which, yeah, whatever. So the, I think again, I mentioned the weather, the overcast creating the tension. And a phrase I like to do now is, which I kind of just invented it today. Somebody said something to me, and I go, "Hey, hey, what's going on?" I go, "I don't know. Too angry to tell." <laughs> so, but it's you know, somebody goes, "Oh, it's too early to say." It's my thing. Is it's too early to tell. Uh, it's too angry to tell. It's too angry to tell. Not too early to say. Too angry to tell. Excuse me, I coughed. I got a cough button. Did you know that? See that? I'm working to dig up. Um, also, this go the um, the show schedule, radio regardless, is going to undergo a couple uh, scheduling changes because Wednesday, which normally is not a very busy day for me, has now become like the Friday night of the week. And I'm like, when did Wednesday become busy? Um, so I, I may either do, I may have some special moving around of the show. So hopefully my listeners who are, wow, uh, Jason's back. Here we go. Jason's on and Brendan's on and Broadway lady. And we have a guest. We have a bunch of people listening. So hopefully uh, you guys will still follow me if I do a one special night where I move it to a Tuesday or a Thursday. So that is good. And the other thing I wanted to actually make special note of, um, my nephew, uh, Joshua, and uh, my my nephew-in-law, I guess, or my wife's nephew, which is easier, He, they're both graduating this year. Derek is, of course, graduating from uh, Salem High School, and my nephew, Joshua, is graduating from Saugus High School, which yesterday afternoon they had their their graduation party at the Kowloon restaurant in Saugus. Myself, actually Chris Penny, uh, or Penny, who was a guest on the show, Paul Gilligan, who was an old comedy friend, and myself did the show for them. And it's tough when you, you got to tell an adult act to high school kids. And I'll just say that. It's not a controlled environment. It's not like you can, you know, scream and use the word fuck and profanity and talk about adult things. Like I couldn't do my closing bits <laughs> at all. Um, but I do have a secondary clean closing bit. Um, and I was supposed to do like 20 minutes and I think I ended up almost doing a half an hour. I had so much fun with them and they were great kids and it was, it was really good. And it made me feel better. It made me feel better. Not just when I do stand up, I really enjoy it, but it, that particular event made me feel really good because I got to, you know, talk to kids and I didn't call my nephew out and goof on him and, you know, kill time that way. I just said a special thing at the end uh, and that made him feel good. He goes, I was th- I didn't know how you're going to do this. And I was like, eh, I just wanted to, I didn't want to give you a shit. That's all. And today again is a, is a, another special day. Well, kind of a weird special in a weird way. Uh, Maya, Maya Angelou actually died today. Um, and when I first heard it, <laughs> this is not to joke too much about it, but I thought Maya Rudolph and I was like, Oh my God, she just got a show. What the hell happened? She just had a show. And then I found it was Maya Angelou. Which is completely different. Um, so what I wanted to do is, uh, because Maya Angelou is historically uh, a, a figure in the past, minimally, the past 40 years, uh, probably, yeah, about 40, almost 50 years, um, really influential uh, in a lot of different ways that I actually didn't know till I did the uh, till I did some research uh, on this woman. Um, a lot of things happened. So I will tell you this. Her 
real name was Marguerite Ann Johnson. Uh, Maya is actually a nickname that her brother she that her brother called her. It was Mai, actually, and she went with Maya. And Angelou is actually taken from her husband's name, who's Greek. Is it was Angel Angel and it was something like that. Angelus or something like Angelus. That's it. The most awesome pick of Doctor Angelou was on Sesame Street. Why was she on Sesame Street? Why would she do that? Oh, I don't want to. I'm not showing clips. Don't. I'm not doing that stuff. Uh so. Uh, but uh, let's see. She was born April fourth, nineteen twenty-eight, and she died today, May twenty-eighth, twenty fourteen. Uh, she was known for poetry. She was a just just remarkable poet, uh, writer. She directed a bunch of documentaries. She actually was the grandmother, Kunta Kinte's grandmother in Roots. Uh, she was nominated for a Tony, and she had I think like three Grammy awards. And of course, the book uh, that actually. May, that kind of got her. She was well, well. Uh, she was very much friends with um, Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King, and she was involved in that whole, you know, the whole that whole series of events in the uh, the mid early to mid to late sixties. Uh, really got involved in that, and after uh, almost a year after uh, Dr. Martin. Dr. Martin Luther King was shot. She wrote, "I know why the cage birds sing," um, which is memoirs her memoirs and stuff like that so and i didn't i've never got a chance to read it i was i i know i've heard some of her poetry but what i did is i got a few clips so that you could actually hear her say her own poetry so this is uh just a quick nine second click which i i actually found this very motivating the hells we have lived through and lived through still have sharpened our senses and toughened our will See, I, I think that's com that's very motivating for me, and it actually makes me angry enough to kill whatever pisses me off. So I think it I think it's pretty important. Uh, and here's another one that she actually wrote, which is really inspiring. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise into a daybreak miraculously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, naturally, there I go rising. It was I Rise, uh, which is, I mean, really motivating. I mean, just, just to hear her read her own words is actually really, really very inspiring. And I guess I've never... I I've, I've I used to read a lot when I was a kid, uh, a lot of poetry. I used to write poetry when I was a kid. I used to draw a lot, and now I'm into a different you know with the uh, comedy and and acting and things like that and the show, uh, and directing and stuff. So, but I, I I would love to get back into that. I mean, I'm you know I'm probably just gonna have a, a box of all my poems put into my casket when I'm buried, kind of thing. Or maybe my wife is gonna immortalize me somewhat like that. So. Uh, so, and if I go first, um, which I kind of, if it's murder-suicide, she has to go first. So, okay, that won't work. But anyway, <laughs> just to break up the, the the seriousness of the show, whoever said that Radio Irregardless was a, um, <laughs> a, a public statement. So, but uh, her presence will be missed. Uh, her influence on the... Uh, on our society, on our way of doing things, and her uh, her motivation, 
uh, or the motivation that she provided will actually be sorely missed because, you know, people find different ways to piss each other off. And, uh, you know, color of the skin is just one of them. <laughs> so, and again, we went over this a couple weeks ago. I mean, I, you know, I, everybody should be okay with everybody else. And if you find somebody to be an asshole, just find them to be an asshole who they are. That's all. So, that being said, uh, it's time for this week in movie history, and I don't have a bumper for it, so I just sounded like I did, but I don't, so <laughs> this week in movie history, and this is where I go through movie history and tell you exactly what happened this week, both past, present, and future. This week in 2443 BC, and you have to guess the movie, by the way, Noah and his family and the animals all leave the ark. <laughs> Who knew? Uh I rise. Yes, I rise. Uh, it's they were that, that happened on Mount Ararat. Uh, that was in the Bible, the movie, the Bible, uh, and of course, it's actually in the Bible too. In this week in 1431, Joan of Arc is burned at the stake for heresy in Normandy, France. Or uh, I'm not going to enjoy France until they call it Gaul because I miss Gaul, and that, of course, was the movie Joan of Arc. In this week, 1553, Lady Jane Grey marries Lord Gulford uh, Dudley in England. Uh, no, it wasn't Bill and Ted. <laughs> actually, the girl who played uh, Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted was actually one of the Go-Go's. Uh, There's a little fucking thing for you. In this week, in, 19, in 1593, uh, playwright Christopher Marlowe is killed over a brawl in a bar, over a bar tab. Shakespeare in love. Young Shakespeare in love. Uh, this week uh, in movie history, 1863, the 54th Massachusetts leaves Boston. Uh, and I'm going to leave that to you and see if you can figure that one out. Uh, this week uh, in 1885, Al Jolson is born, St. Petersburg, Russia. Who knew? This week in 1935, Babe Ruth plays the final professional baseball game of his career. Uh, that was in The Babe, and the, Al Jolson was the Jolson story. There you go. This year, 19, uh, this week, 1960, this year, this week, 1961, Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris each hit two home runs in Boston. See if you know that, that movie. Oh, and here's a special one uh, for Brendan because he's geeking out. This week in movie history, 1977, this will freak you out, Star Wars opened in theaters. Star Wars opened up. May 25th, 1977. Uh, this week in movie history in 1987, Jenna Rink makes a wish on her 13th birthday, thir 13th birthday to be 30 years old. That was 13 going on 30. Uh, this week, 1990, Chris McCandless donates $24,000, his entire savings, to Oxfam. There's a very specific reference, and I'll see if my wife can get that one. In 1992, this week, Jay Leno's first episode as a permanent host of Tonight Show aired. Uh, that was in the late shift. This year in, uh, let's see, Alexander Supertramp. What? I don't even know what that means. I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about, Jason. I hate this delay. I really do. I hate the delay. Um. Oakland in 2002 Oakland Athletics have won 23 games and lost 23 games 26 games this uh, that's in moneyball in 2006 Becca goes to Dimitri's party at Superbad 
And this week in uh, 2008, Curtis writes a song called Bitter in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> it's from the movie The Rocker. And this movie, very it's a very good movie. In 2010, a group of high, a group of college students go camping and mistake two hillbillies for killers. That was Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And Brendan, if you haven't watched that movie, you should. It's a very good movie. I like that movie. All right, that was this week in movie history. And since I've got, it was a good flick. It was a very, I love that movie. It was so good. It was really good. I would watch it again if I didn't know how it ended. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Since I got a bunch of listeners on the air, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see how good you people really are. I'm going to play a game that I started playing. Let's say, I think I played it a few weeks ago and I really wanted to have the drinking game tonight, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I couldn't get my wine up here fast enough. We're going to play. <laughs> that's right stop yelling at me all right ladies and gentlemen yeah kim santo's not around i'm gonna have to personally email her and uh, she just come back from uh, london so she's a little jet lagged i would imagine uh so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play a clip or actually five clips lasting 16 seconds total there are five movies inside that single clip of somebody yelling at somebody else you have to tell me the movies that are featured in this clip. Are you all ready to play? Well, here we go. The first listener, and I've got, uh, oh, I did the wrong thing. The first listener, and I've got seven listeners. The first listener to identify all, and I mean all five clips, will be the winner of the Stop Yelling at Me game. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm kicking my ass, do you mind? Okay, that's the first one. I'll play it one more time. I'm kicking my ass, do you mind? Say hello to my little friend. Okay, that's two. <laughs> I'm kicking my ass, do you mind? And say hello to my little I'm friend. I'm kicking my ass, do you mind? Say hello to my little friend. Hey, Stella! And may the Christian Lord <laughs> guide my hand. Against your Roman popery. <laughs> I just want to make a movie that has those four clip, five clips in succession. All right, so far we're doing all right. I'm gonna play once again. I'm gonna see. What, I'm gonna count up. Kicking my ass, divine. Shout out to my little friend. Hey, Stella. And may the Christian Lord guide my hand. Against your Roman popery. Precious. That's my precious. <laughs> Nobody's gotten the, the fourth movie. Nobody's gotten it. Yes, Peter. Everybody knows that, precious. Yes, that was uh, Lord of the Rings. That was a streetcar named Desire. Uh, Brendan so far is in the lead, but Brendan has not gotten the fourth movie. Uh, yes. Liar, liar. Yes, it was liar, liar. I'll go them in order. Liar, liar. Yes, it was liar, liar. Scarface, streetcar named Desire, Lord of the Rings, and of course the the last one. Do do we need me to play it again? I'll play it again. I'm kicking my ass, divine. It's liar, liar. Scarface, streetcar named Desire. 
Hide my hand against your Roman popery. May the Christian Lord guide my hand against your Roman popery. Not popery. Popery. Huge difference. One is a bunch of dried fruit in a bowl, and the other is the leader of the Catholic Church. So, huge difference there. Come on. You got to get the last one. Somebody must have it. Come on. And I know Santo is sick, but she can kick it together. King Arthur. Oh, you're killing me, Brendan. You're killing me. I don't give a damn any fuck about you or your family. Come on. Scorsese directed it. DiCaprio was in it. That's Daniel Day-Lewis speaking. No, it's not Gladiator. That was Daniel Day-Lewis speaking. He should do a comedy. He really needs to do a fucking comedy. No, not The Departed. Oh, my God. Nobody's going to win this game. You know something? The first person who gets this, I'm just going to give it to him. And that's it. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not even going to mess around. I gave you the whole thing. Scorsese directed it. Gangs of New York. Yes. Yes. Kim Santo got it. You fuckers. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, I spend all day doing shit like this just so I can laugh for 10 minutes. So, you know, since I've challenged you on that. Yes, there you go. Since I've challenged you on that, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the next game with just my listeners. We are offering a free sample. Take the challenge today. Take the challenge. Why not? Let's do that. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to play free sample. You're all, this is where I play a bunch of songs and I have you guys guess, or not so much guess, but I actually bring you up to speed about these songs are not really songs. They're sampled songs and nobody writes shit anymore. Speaking of great writers like Maya Angelou, who passed today, we have people who fucking steal shit and then claim it their own. You're all familiar with this song, which is one of my personal non-favorites. Work it, make it, do it, makes us better, faster, stronger. Net, 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 Okay, now, this is this is Kanye West, who just got married to Kimmy, whatever, the Kimye wedding. So this is Kanye West, and the song is Stronger. Yes, so that was Kanye West and Stronger. But did you know, of course, some of you may know, that that song was actually sampled from a different song. totally jamming right now because i have this album <laughs> oh album i downloaded the mp3 okay you kids all right now that's where kanye west got stronger but did you know that daft punk harder better faster is actually this song don't lose your minds people Wednesday night dance party. I don't know if you actually heard what he said. He said, Cola. I'll play it again. Cola. Cola. Cola bottle shake baby. That's what he said. I'm not fucking around. It's out there. No shit. There were a lot of drugs in the 70s, too, my friend. That was Edwin Birdsong. Cola Bottle Baby is the name of the song. 
and that's where they got the songs from. So if you take all the songs and you mash them together, mash them all together, you get harder, faster, cola, stronger. I know you want to dance. I know you want to dance right now. Just dance. Fuck it. Just dance, baby. That's how long I've been on you. I need you right now. Ah! <laughs> Kanye. Ah! There we go. All right. Now, though I know Saturday night, Saturday Night Life makes a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't have too much time. I work my ass off on that. It takes a long time to find them and cut them up and put them together and mix them. It does. But uh, Saturday Night Life likes to make fun of Kanye West. And why wouldn't you? His, there's so much material there. Another person they actually like to goof on a little bit is uh, our Miss Beyonce, which you all remember this song from 2003. <laughs> This is Crazy Love by Beyonce. And you remember it? Here we go. Everybody's going to start shaking their asses, right? Here we go. All the ladies. Ow, I just, oh, I hurt my back just now. <laughs> I totally just hurt my back. <laughs> I totally just hurt my back. I really did. I was in the chair doing the whole Beyonce shoulder pump thing. I just threw my back out. Oh, my God. All right, so let me straighten up. So that song is actually, <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 oh, 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 that's what it is. Um, but that song is actually not her. She actually sampled that uh, from this song. It sounds freaking out. Ready? Here we go. You going? It's Beyonce. No, it ain't. A lot of drums. This song is from 1970. I was like grabbing my headphones like they were an afro. I swear to God, I miss all my hair. <laughs> but that song is actually by the Chi Lights. The Chi Lights, C H I hyphen L I T E S. The Chi Lights in 1970. And the name of the song is Are You My Woman? And then it's Tell Me So in parentheses. So if you take both the songs and put them together, it's Are You My Crazy Love Woman? Everybody, here we go. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. And that would be, are you my crazy love woman? <laughs> so, so there's only a couple more. And I, I've, I'm actually, this one totally freaked me out. Like, they, he didn't even try. I mean, you remember this song? You must remember this song. 
this. Everyone remembers the song because CeeLo Green is now on The Voice. And the name of the group at the time was Gnarls Barkley. And it was crazy. And you're like, oh, okay, great song. He must have wrote that. No, 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 no. He didn't write that. Do you know who wrote that? Do you know who actually wrote that song? Gio Franco and Gian Pietro Riverberry. That's it. Why did I say Gio Franco so easy? And then Gio Perro, whatever. But this is the original song. Ready? Freak out. Here it comes. This is from 1968. Gio Franco and Gian Pietro Riverberry. Riverberry. It's Neil Cementro de Tucson. Again, it's stolen from one of the spaghetti westerns. Are you fucking kidding me? Does nobody write shit anymore? I want to play the whole song because it's awesome. It's just, it's fucking amazing. (laughs) Well, this song's like two minutes long, so I can't do it. But it's the same song. He didn't even bother changing it. Who's going to know? When you combine them them together, it's De Crazy Tucson. It's freaking me out. I, I listen to this stuff and it freaks me out completely. You might use, uh, you guys might remember this song from 1990. Dig, dig. That is "Groove is in the Heart" by Delight from 1980, but it's actually stolen, borrowed, confiscated from this song. Herbie Hancock, bring down the birds. I think of Mad Men when I hear this. I'm like, yeah, Mad Men, here we go. It's a little too early for me. It's in that same thing. And when you put the two songs together, it's Groove is bringing down the birds. (laughs) All right, we we got to move on. i got to get to the guest. And last and finally not least, another Kanye favorite. This is, my, this is my absolute worst song ever. Ever. I, like, hate this song. I think on one of my first shows, I actually said how bad this song was. <laughs> if you know it, type it in. Real nigga hold you down, you supposed to 
Just a terrible song. Just terrible in general. I just hate the song. I hate Kanye West and I hate the song. But the only reason I play it is to show you that he stole this one too. Two songs on the countdown. Two songs on the I Try a Sample. That Bound 2 is actually bound by the Ponderosa Twins. And I know you're going to remember this because most people are in my age group and this was a song I heard on the radio. And I didn't even know it. Just thieving it. Just thieving all the songs. And when you put them together, it's bound to bound, and I'm going to play like 15 seconds of it, and that's it, because I can't listen to it. It reminds me too much of much. I hate it. Uh-huh, honey. All right, that's good enough. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we are going to have a triple threat, as I as I alluded to earlier. And I was originally going to call the show Triple Threat Meet Your Maker. <laughs> I was like, I can sing, but I'm whatever. But when we come back, you're going to get to meet my amazing guest. Uh, Andrea Lyman will be joining us, and I will be calling her. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. job he's ever had has been a paper route. He runs to mommy and daddy every time he has a boo-boo. On dates, he has the woman cut up his vegetables. He once spent 18 hours in a basement playing World of Warcraft just to get the Scarab Lord achievement. He is the most immature man in the world. I don't often go to bed without supper, but when I do, it's because I've been bad. Stay thirsty, my friend. Yeah, okay, they have pounded turkey and they have pounded cheddar. Hey, I just love listening to Mark Scalia's radio show and I love being on it, especially when I'm at the deli counter. So listen in and have a great time. Thank you for the cracked pepper turkey. That's good. Thank you. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Air Regardless hotline at 978 219 9294 And we're back at Radio Irregardless. That was Jesse Bickford, a very funny comedian, young man. He's like 12 years old. <laughs> so, what was a big lawsuit? What's I don't even that was a big lawsuit. What? Me making fun of Kanye? Really? I don't know what's happening. So I'm going to be calling my guest right now, and through the miracle of modern technology, the phone is a ringing, uh, but I have your volume down so you can't hear them, and there we go. There we go. And on the phone? Hi, Mark. On the phone, Andrea Lyman. How are you, Andrea? Hello. I'm doing fine. It's, uh, it's good to have you on. We've been, I saw you on a little earlier, so we were listening to, uh, to my, uh, my mischief on the internet airways as it is. So um, it's good yeah, to have Glory was the name of the movie that you didn't, from the 54th. 
Oh, glory. Yes. Nobody said it was yeah. glory. Yes. That's the, I, yeah, that was a couple of the other ones that nobody guessed them all. Denzel Washington. That's right. Oh, that was and a fantastic Andre movie. Brower. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Matthew mm-hmm. Broadwork when he was skinny still. Uh, yep. <laughs> then he ate, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, his co-star or the, the, the producers. It's the, Oh, Nathan Lane. Yeah. He ate Nathan Lane. They, <laughs> Yep. So it's, it was hilarious on Modern Family. Oh, my God. Oh, Nathan Lane? Yes, she was a wedding planner. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. I have they, not they, watched they, the, an episode. The gay couple got married, and he was the wedding planner. <laughs> I was crying. Funny. <laughs> so it's good to have you on, Andrea. And, Andrea, uh, you and I have known each other for a little bit, but I'm going to I'm gonna introduce you to my, uh, my listening audience. Uh, Andrea, and let me get you. I got to put on your website that's what i gotta do uh ladies and gentlemen this is andrea lyman uh an amazing the reason the show is called triple threat is because i know andrea as a uh, as an actor uh a very amazing uh union actor but not only that uh stage not only that keep going not only that uh singer not only that Writer, director, producer. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> just I, the the resume. I don't have time for the with shows like an hour and a half. I'm going to go through the entire resume. Um, <laughs> but tell our listening audience about you, about your acting, dancing, singing, everything career. Tell us about you. When well, did you When did you start? Coming up is um, I will be Queen of the Fairies, Queen of the Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, yeah. so mentioning is it? No, that's I was going to do another. We're going to be Shakespeare in the Park. Oh, I was going to do a Nathan Lane reference, but anyway. So there you go. I just posted <laughs> that right now. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Midsummer's Night's Dream. It's going to be performing Cambridge. Yes. We're in Cambridge. Uh, Longfellow Park and Danahee Park. Oh, okay. Is uh, Steve? Is it Steve Mailer? Is he still doing Shakespeare? No, no. Um, he does the one that's on the comments. Yeah, Steve Miller this is, is um, this, this one, I'm telling you, it's a fiasco. <laughs> actually, that's the name of the company. Oh, it's fiasco. <laughs> ah! I was like, wait a bad mouth the production you're in. <laughs> I'm like, God, it, it's gone awful. <laughs> that's, it's a fiasco that production. is hysterical. That is a great name for a production company. so mad. Her name is Valerie Madden. <laughs> So, and you're playing Queen of the Fairies? Yes. Now, I've actually, uh, yeah. I've tried to read Midsummer's Night's Dream. I've tried to watch it and the, the movie versions it's been. I can't, to me, it's like, it's like Shakespeare truly was just smoking crack when he wrote Midsummer's well, Night's but Dream. But that is because it's a dream. Yeah. And so, like, my character that starts off, you know, this lofty Queen of the Fairies, and then I end up um, falling literally for an ass. <laughs> because my husband... Um, uh, which is uh, me, and so I have to fall in love with the next person I I see, and they they um, put an ass's head on this guy. Yes, and I fall in love with him, and oh, please sing on. Well, well, Andrea, you wouldn't be the first woman to fall in love with an ass, and I, I reference my own wife. 
And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. So we know each other uh, because uh, a long time ago, I when I was te- speaking to Steve Mailer, Steve Mailer used to teach uh, in the school that hopefully will still. Uh, that's a different story. Steve Mailer used to be in the position that I teach, uh, directing uh, for one of the schools for uh, for BU, um, and he had gone on to just continue uh, concentrating on Shakespeare and, and at the Boston Common. Um, but we know each other because you've come into my class and done the workshops for my class. So I know you as an actor and I cite your resume to my students. They're like, what? What's going on? Because your resume is just amazing. The stuff you've done just as an actor is just pretty impressive. And I've never, here's the thing. I've never heard you sing before. Really? Until today. That's what I started off. That that, that was my love and, and will always be my love. And and what uh, when you the singing did you start like like you know in school plays when you were a kid and camp and stuff like that how did that start because of me everyone in my immediate family and including and my like nephews and all of that because of me everyone hates musicals <laughs> <laughs> well you know some I got each and every one of them and I didn't realize that it. it took me years well into adulthood before I, I realized. <laughs> No one's like going to these things unless I'm in it or something because because I played them so often and sang so often that they all hate it. Well, I'll be on, they, I'll be honest with you, Andrea. My sister uh, was in musicals way way before I started acting and way before I started doing stand up, and she was in a ton of musicals. And I decided from that moment, so I could really look. And my sister was very good, like amazing. She still does uh, some theater here and there, but certainly not as much as she used to. But um, she, like, she was in a Fiddle on the Roof and Grease oh, and, yeah. and Into the Woods and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, there are very few. And I'm like, oh, I just either want to see them act or fucking sing. I can't take both. So, so I understand exactly how your family feels. And, and yeah, it's I find good. that people are in two different groups on the um, musicals and liking them or not liking them. <laughs> and, and the thing that divides a lot of people where they say, well, I could almost take it, but what I can't take. <laughs> and it comes from Sound of Music oh. that when she sings, I have confidence and she's running down the street singing. <laughs> so there are those who find that just intolerable. And then there are those like me who just fell in love. Oh. <laughs> I love it when people break out into song. Really? And and right now, whatever show is on, if, it, if they're going to do like a musical thing, you pretty much have me. I mean, even even Glee, it took till this past season for me to stop watching Glee because they finally got Eh, really, really bad. But you can, you can go a long way, and I'll still watch it. Well, this this song is fairly annoying now. It could be so exciting <laughs> to be out in the I'm world. to torture my listeners. <laughs> my heart should be wildly rejoicing. Uh, oh, what's the oh, matter with what's me? What's the matter with me? <laughs> really? I've always I don't think I couldn't sing all those words. Oh, it keeps going. It just keeps going. It won't stop. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, matter of fact, just last week, I sang that whole song. You know, not, you know, walking down the street. Not out loud. 
No, I'm, ten, I'm telling down. you, when I was when I was younger, I would like I literally I think I went to and my brother too, my brother and sister were in there some of the same plays, and I'm just in the and I didn't mind going. And then literally, I don't know what it was. There was just one time I just went, eh, fucking musicals, and that was it. Like I used to go all the time, and I loved them, and I loved to watch my sister and brother perform them. And then so, but oh, but now it's like. My, my like my my, uh, my wife goes. Oh, my niece and nephew are in a play. I'm like, oh god, no. <laughs> well, it's funny. My nephews because I halfway raised them. They kind of live with me. Um, and one's in the Marines, and the other one used to play football. And they said what really made them mad was um, because I was always seeing them and always had them in the car and stuff. They knew <laughs> things, and it and of course I told them it's going to come out sometime when you don't want to. Just you're going to accidentally answer a question or whatever, or know a fact, and, and each have said it drives them crazy because something will happen. They'll get oh, blah blah blah. Oh man! And everybody looks really. You know that? Yeah. My thing is when somebody goes, uh, "Oh, how do I look?" and I go, "Well, yeah, you look pretty." And I go, "Oh fuck!" And I go, "I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty." And I'm like, "Stop it! How the fuck do I know that?" <laughs> so you started in musicals. Yes. And and you graduated. I majored in musicals. You, ma- you majored in musicals. Do you went to mm-hmm. college for it? Yeah, Boston Conservatory. Oh my musical theater. Oh my goodness. And do you now do you prefer do you prefer to st- still be in musicals or have you have you moved on to a different style or Um actually I do prefer being in musicals but um I do other things, you know, stage and I do films and things like that but i have my own show called broadway lady and then i get to do all the songs that i want to do and, um, and for a different group i sing a lot of stuff for the state and broadway lady is there a link to that that my listeners can go to um probably just have to link to my website i don't have like a whole broadway gotcha. lady site i know i should i'm lazy <laughs> well the state gig means that i'm in their brochure and so i don't have to you know like People just call me. I don't have to do my own advertising as much, <laughs> but I should. <laughs> you always have to. You always have to advertise. I mean, it's it's fine. <laughs> you know, if people are advertising for you, then definitely do that. But yeah, I mean, you, well, I got I got your website up on the uh, on the chat already, so my listeners can definitely, as they listen, they can move to another website because you can have multiple sites open at the same time. Would be good there. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, my New England Actors page has my singing too. That's right, and uh, and you're also uh, very accomplished in the in the film industry as well. Not just uh, just doing the films that come through our way, but certainly you've done a bunch of uh, independent films and some 24 hour film. Yeah, festivals we have one that something. got into the Roxbury International Film Festival. Yeah. Really? What was that? What was the yeah. name? Of the fi- what was With the name? Ted of the film? Garland. Um, we produced it called Interference. It's a political thriller. Wait a minute, Ted. Ted Garland. Oh. Here's a little. Ted Garland was actually in uh, what was the movie he was in that he played the cop with the mustache? Uh, not The Departed. He was uh, Ted Garland. Um, Ted, I know Ted Garland. Um, because I was thinking Underdog. Oh yeah, that's um, it. That's an Underdog. It was Underdog. Oh, it was Underdog. Okay. Here's, here's a weird thing. Him and I did a movie. <laughs> Him and I did a movie. It was called Love Is a Battlefield. Um, and I show it to my students. Was um, Pat Benatar in it? it? No, no. It, it's it's the movie, and it's on YouTube. You can see the movie. Um, it was a uh, it was a Keene State College film, and Ted Garland was in it. He played a cop, and it was um, 
it was a student film, and we did it years ago. And I love the I love the kid who did it, and he really had these grand gest- grand hopes of doing things. And it was just. It, it was what not to do in a student film. And it was the production was amazing and everybody was great, but then it was edited in such a way that it didn't make sense anymore. <laughs> and Ted oh, Collin no. was like he was it looked it made everybody look like overactors. It made everybody look bad. And the lighting was oh, bad no. and the sound was bad and the focus was bad. And Ted Garland was one of those actors in it. And I was barely in it. Yeah, and I was like the main bad guy and I got whittled down to like half a scene. <laughs> so yeah. but now you live and learn. And now I teach them how to make students you know, how to make films. <laughs> because actually I show them they go, really? He's and I go, yeah, he's actually a really good actor. You wouldn't be able to tell in that film because none of us were I mean, this is you know, ten, twelve years yeah, ago. Yeah, Ted teaches that. filmmaking in Weston. Hey I'm sorry? Ted teaches filmmaking in Weston. Does he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to see if I can find Ted Garland and just pop into him and give him a copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> and you also have done the, the 48. Where's the Roxbury Film Festival? Where's that one? Roxbury International Film Festival. Um, it, it's at the uh, Museum of Fine Arts. Oh, it's so at the MFA. The last weekend in um, June. Nice. And what's the name of the film? Our film is called Interference. Interference, and I know it's so tough. Actually, I've got a listener online, Brendan, uh, Brendan Millett. He's actually he's done a bunch of forty-eight hour film festivals, and he always tries to get me to actually do one with him. And he always calls me at like um, uh, two weeks before, and I go, "Dude, I'm booked." So I'd love to help him. Uh, but he's done a bunch of forty-eight hour film festivals, and I think I did. Oh yeah, we one. did one this year. It's so it's it's just amazing. And for those of my listeners who don't know, a forty-eight hour film festival. Is when they uh, they have to make an entire film in forty eight hours, start to finish, everything from uh, they give you a subject and I guess a line and a prop. Well, you pull a genre out on a Friday night at seven. Somebody from your team goes and pulls a genre out of a hat: comedy, romance, you know, silent movie, whatever, and then. Um, they give you elements that all the films have to have. That's how they know that you made it that weekend. Okay. So there's a character name, a character occupation, a line of dialogue, and a prop that has to be in every single movie. <laughs> and it's fun when you, they do the screening at Kendall Square and you watch because then you get to see how everybody you know puts that line in. Like right. this year, it was it is what it is. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. And so you're watching the movie, and whatever is going on is going on, and then you know somebody say, "Well, it is what it is." You know. Yeah, I would think that watching a 48 hour film festival screening would be much like watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show, where you wait for the you wait for the big line, and then everybody goes, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and the prop and the um, yeah, all the different stuff. But what people do was amazing. But this year was the first year that we had true catastrophes. <laughs> So, yeah, we had, first time we had writers and um, professional writers and they came Friday night and we brainstormed and they wrote and they had this wonderful piece that we were going to do and we were all ready. And um, two of our lead actresses uh, said, oh, sorry, I can't, can't do tomorrow. Like they'd been going to do it all along. Uh. And one said it at midnight and the other said at eight in the morning. So so then it was me and three guys. Oh, and God. it's like, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, fucking flaky puffs. Oh, flaky puffs. You know yeah, me. So we I... had to like just make something on the on the fly oh. in a, a few hours, which we did, and we got it in on time, so yay. 
and it's tough and it's tough to believe me i've edited enough i do enough sound editing now and enough film editing i understand it is miserable so you really got to get the shots you need otherwise you're you know you're making a you're putting basically it's like you're building a barbie and you're putting a leg where the arm should go and you're putting the head where the leg should go and it's just it can be a complete nightmare so yeah so now we talk what we ended up doing was making like a it was as if it was a re- we got comedy as a genre and we did it oh, as God. if it was a reality film and Roy Souza was in it and Joe Siriani and Ted and Don so we Don Warnock and what we did was um, Roy uh, was like coming into my house as if Ben who runs the Forty Eight Hour film if he had met him on the street and said, oh, come on, watch us um, doing the film. Because last year, Ben did drop by while we were filming. <laughs> That's funny. And um, he said, oh, come on. And said, hey, how come everybody's looking so glum? He's like, oh, two main actresses aren't coming. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and we're sitting at the table, and I come in in a wedding dress because our scene had to do with the wedding. I said, I'm all ready. And he said, no, they're not coming. He said, what? I'm not doing the lesbian wedding. Okay. And so we sit at the table and we sit, we brainstorm different ideas and stuff like that, try to get some, you know, and, and that is like basically what our movie ended up <laughs> It's good when art doesn't drift too far away from life. It's much easier that and the, way. And the irony is when we were doing ideas and stuff like that, one of the things I wanted, I said, I like the sitting around the table talking films and I, all the guys said no no you have to have some action that's boring that's like so oh, i like those shows i watch parenthood i watch those i like those kinds of shows like di- my dinner with andre and um and then that's what we ended up doing nice <laughs> because funny. we couldn't do the other one <laughs> brendan millett just typed in i got stuck with romance last year not one of our not our movie and our movie kind of sucked he wrote <laughs> Oh, I would love to get romance. Well, I personally would love romance, but oh, my wife's on shit. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yes. I get I get romance all the time. <laughs> do you be the romance? Do I do the romance? No, I mean you and she. Couldn't you be the romantic couple, like a how you met story? Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, we met at a conference. Oh we, wow. We met at a stage source conference. It's not. <laughs> Like she was friends of her friend and my friend kind of knew each other, and that's how we met. So, but we're originally from the same city, which uh, she graduated with my sister. It's a very, it's a very long jaded story that I really don't want to tell. And my wife is like, it's very romantic, ah, with a smiley face. Yeah, you she were just, destined. Yes, it was. Yes, I was destined. I like that. Destined. <laughs> I was destined. So, um, so here's what I'm gonna do. Um, I want to get. I want to talk more about. Uh, um, the film and the dance and stuff like that. But what I want to do is, since and since you're a singer and you're musically inclined, when we come back, we're going to play a very special game that I haven't played in a little bit. So okay. if you're ready, uh, I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be playing a very important game called... That Name that Broadway show? <laughs> yeah. I don't... I, would, I wouldn't be able to make it through the clips. I wouldn't... <laughs> Actually, I probably could. Well, I do have something. Well, you name you know, that Julie Andrews piece. Name that. Oh God! How about well, this one. It's wonderful. You know this How one. did you manage it? There we go. With tuppence for paper <laughs> and strings, you can have you your this song, set you? of wings. Of course, I know that. Come on. Let's go fly a kite. Yes. Mary Poppins. Yeah. Where she won the award for the film that she did. 
when she didn't get into the film that she'd done the Broadway show of, which was My Fair Lady. So ha-ha for ah. them for not casting her in My Fair Lady. <laughs> they didn't trust her to do well. Ha-ha-ha. Wow. Well, fuck that. They them. lose, she wins. That's the way it works. So when we come back, actually, we won't be playing Name That Broadway Show. We're going to be playing <laughs> Sounds Like Sax to Me. But ladies and gentlemen, you are currently listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and we shall be right back. From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However, since 1993, modern-day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. We have made substantial progress, but we need your help. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. He used to be a very popular sax and even made it into concert halls in multiple countries and in dozens of songs. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Greece for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America, because we can all use a little more sax. Hi, this is Mike Atrobus, and you are listening to Radio Irregular. I don't know. Irregardless, there it is, with Mark Scalia. Scalia? Is it Scalia? Is it Scalia? Who the hell knows? Yeah, I don't even know why I'm on here. I obviously have nothing better to do. But you know what? Mark's a good guy, so screw it. Listen, you might have a good time. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me on the phone line, Andrea Lyman, amazing triple threat actor, uh, dancer, and singer. And dancer, yes, we didn't get into the dancing, but we will. <laughs> we will. Zumba. We, this is Zumba. Oh, my God. <laughs> we will after our game of Sounds Like Sex to Me. That's right, baby. This is where you get to play at home and the listening audience gets to help you. And Andrea, you are playing directly against our audience. We have a total listening audience of seven. Uh, probably well, we got more. the first one. It was Benny Hill. That was a bit, actually, it's the Benny Hill theme, but the name of the song is actually Yakety Sax by uh-huh. Boots Randolph. So it's, it's probably not going to go well for you. So. <laughs> but here's the way. We play five songs that have a saxophone solo in them, and you have to guess the song as well as the artist. But what happens is we oh, just... Oh, you have to do both. We, yeah, but it <laughs> kind of turns out that there's no fucking way that everybody can do it, so we just kind of bend the rules as we go. So I'm going to get my trusty pencil out because, as everybody knows, I'm terrible at keeping score. So I have my... Now, you're playing against our listening audience, and I'll tell you right now, the... Uh, the listening audience is very good. Uh, they're like very good. They're insane, most of them. Um, well, I'm gonna get them all right. If I, if actually, if 
if my answer is seems to be incorrect, it's because I'm giving the answer of the original title of the song that they meant to name it and the original name of the group which they meant to um, name themselves no that was now you're combining my games and i can't have that andrea so all right so andrea i'm going to start you off there and i'll say listening audience so the listening audience is now known as lala so it is and lala that's what it is so it's very simple if you get it right you get a wonderful little song you get something that sounds like this you know this game sacks, man. Yes, which is Jack Black. And if you get it wrong, then Jack Black tells you. Okay, move it on. So that's how that plays. So, and I didn't know this. A friend of mine just posted this. He says, um, <laughs> did you know every comment you make in the chat room gets posted on Twitter? And I said, no. And I was like, holy shit. There's like 115. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I didn't know that. I should disconnect from Twitter. I really should, because this is because now people won't follow me. Like, who the fuck is this asshole? Just rambling stuff. Anyway, uh, and uh, should I disconnect from Twitter? No, I, I'll. You know something in the future. I realize it, John. Thank you for that. I'm very sorry. So um, I'm probably burning out my Twitter followers. You know, I should do. Let me let me let me edit my profile. <laughs> let me let me leave this page for a second. I gotta. Let's say I definitely should. Cut out Twitter. My connections. Add, remove, uh, disconnect from Twitter. There we go. So now it should be fine. And I'm only connected to Facebook currently. So, all right, because I can't, I can't have that. I, I didn't know that happened. I don't know the technology. All right, there we go. So here's the songs. Now, uh, it was a long way, way for Punchline, but here you go. All right. Now, Andrea, you have a slight advantage because our show is live between you and I. So you hear what I hear when I hear it. It, ha it happens absolutely live, almost instantaneous. Our listening audiences, uh, anywhere between a four to a 12-minute delay, unless, of course, you're my sister who is listening tomorrow. <laughs> she's got the... I don't know what her... Is she in Japan or yeah, something? She, no, she's got a constant... I think she's on her iPad. Oh, no, and Japan would be yesterday. She's, yeah, she's, she's like three hours behind us. She's so, but she's catching up. She's catching up. She's doing good. But the listening audience is very fast and very good. So we'll see if you are indeed better than them. So here's the first one. These are all songs from the 80s. Here we go. <laughs> Let's take a guess anytime you think you know it. Oh, shoot. It's like one of those movies. It sounds like it's in every 80s movie. Yep. Yeah. And so I don't know. Um, Jeez. I'm going to say it's so wrong, but I'm just going to say a Brat Pack movie. <laughs> Uh, it was no, from a Brad Pack movie. Uh, it was, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll play it because the listening audience hasn't even tried. Uh oh. Oh, my sister, my sister just wrote just now, cut the shit. See, I told you. <laughs> I told you she's very far away. Um, so here we go. Let's try it one more time. It sounds like it's like that typical 80s song. Uh huh. It's, it's a, a group called Boy Meets Girl. Oh, I had their every album, of course. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I've never, I heard the song like once in like 83 and didn't listen to it. And I was the, and I was like, oh my God, Kim Santo got it. You want to take a guess before I tell you? No, she wins. It's, <laughs> she wins. It's Waiting for a Star to Fall. Yeah, okay, so not quite there. Yes. <laughs> 
It sounds like, yeah. You remember this? And my heart, bang, yeah. There you go. You remember it? Now you remember it now. All right. That's uh, audience one. Andrea, nothing. So don't worry. There's only five. <laughs> you, you'll get this one. You, you're going to get this one because your music. Okay. Super music. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> oh, my God. And I do know it. I do know it. I, oh. I know you know. See, everybody knows the sax. It sounds too familiar. Any guesses? I'll give you a hint. It's Steve Winwood. It's not even helping me. Oh. Um, oh, God. The chorus is the name of the song. Oh, my God. Brandon Mellett got it. It's... Okay. Ready? Roll with it, baby. It's Steve Winwood. Roll with it. Just roll with it. Just keep it going. Oh, okay. That's it. Now you'll get this one. I'm horrible at this. No, it's, you know something? This is the way my, my listeners go, oh, I know songs, and then you put them in a play. Like, here's what I'm going to do in a couple of weeks, and we have the audience. No, but pick- I did not say I knew 80s no. songs that was pretty Caucasian music. <laughs> <laughs> well, this next, what do you mean pretty Caucasian? I don't that. even know if that's a word, Caucasian-y. Is that a word? First of all, I actually, I actually, I actually looked up Caucasian. It's got nothing to do with white people. It really doesn't. I just hate the fact it's called Caucasian. You'll get this one. Everybody's gonna get this one. You're gonna get this way okay. before my audience. Here we go. I trust you. As white as this song is, I got it. <laughs> Song. I see somebody dancing around, flipping their hair with the big and hair I, kind of a thing. I see Jennifer Grey. <laughs> I see, you know, dancing with Patrick Swayze. Whiter than Steve Winwood. One, one of my listeners just wrote, Whiter than Steve Winwood. <laughs> And, and probably not Kenny G yet, or no, no, Kenny G will never pay in this program. I've already made that decision. Oh, okay. But any guesses? Any guesses? I'm gonna say the theme from Cop Rock. <laughs> That's a great guess. Come on. Because I was the one person watching that show and was disappointed when it went off. Really? Yes, I wow. like it. Cop- did I say I like anything with dancing? Anytime you do a musical number and have dancing, I'm gonna. You got me. God, cop rock was and your audience. God awful. My listeners haven't even gotten it yet. If you want to try it again. <laughs> oh wait a minute! One of my listeners says I watched it too, and then he put in blush. <laughs> <laughs> a little point of reference: blush was actually the magazine in the in the uh, sh- in the show. Just shoot me. There we go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Nobody's got it? Here we go. I'll do anything that you want me to. Quick, say it, say it. Say it. I I won't go for that. Close. It's Hall and Oates. My listeners haven't gotten it yet. I can't go for that? I can't go for that! Oh, my God! You know, this game sucks, man. Andrea has won, you slow <laughs> listeners. And I'm not... Don't wait for the translation. Come on! Get it. All right. Now, this is a classic song, and if you've ever watched... Now, you're a big musical person, so you mm-hmm. must have watched Wizard of Oz. Yes. Using this as a soundtrack. I'll give you that as a hint. 
So I'm going to play this for you. It's from Dark Side of the Moon, which you have to watch, too. <laughs> that coincidentally, John Keating and I watched <laughs> Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon, and it's unbelievable. Oh, they killed it! It's, any guesses? <laughs> Wizard of Oz you don't you don't get the with if you watch the Wizard of Oz with the sound down and you play Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon oh, from beginning to end ex- excuse me excuse me are, are you are you talking to a musical person and asking them if they watched a musical movie <laughs> with the sound down this is an experiment you have to watch oh, it with the God, sound down believe you even asked me that you, you have to it's uh actually my listeners already got this it's, it's pink I'm floyd much more likely to do the opposite <laughs> which is to not watch the movie but listen, listen to the, to the soundtrack, soundtrack of, of wizard of oz <laughs> this this is pink floyd us and them okay us 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 I love Pink Floyd. Oh, my God. I've got every album of Pink Floyd. You're kidding me, really? Yes, I am very much kidding you. Okay. I, thought you... <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon I do like have with... the vocal selections of Wizard of Oz that you I... Know, <laughs> I, I sometimes take out and just sing. Well, then, you know something? Only you... the sound, not the... You and my <laughs> sister would get along great. My sister's like the biggest... I think she's she's borderline psychotic when it comes to Wizard of Oz. Like, And I mean that. Like, she has every figure and... Dolls and oh, color form. Okay, so no. Yeah, she's. I never yeah. do that. Yeah, she's. She's but one they step sing away. the songs. Yeah, she's. I mean, I could while away the hours. <laughs> Burn with the flowers, she's, consulting with the rain. She's one step away from a clock tower. That's what she is when it comes to Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so, Andrea, I got to tell you that you're systematically eliminated because the audience has gotten three and you've gotten one. There's only one left, but I'll give it to you. How about this one? This is a great one. Come on, classic one. Oh yes, I know this one. What is it? I don't know the name of it. It's Billy Joel. It's Billy Joel. I don't want to make your audience mad. No, you can't. They just buried it. Everybody's like, Billy Joel, Billy Joel, Billy Joel. This is uh. I just like the one Billy Joel song where he sings. Oh, um, that one where he does all the um, I've been. Oh, wait a minute. You mean, oh, no, 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 no. You're talking about. He does all those different harmony parts yeah. he harmonizes with himself. That's hey, the one I like. You're talking about the 90s Billy Joel, which nobody liked. Even Christy Brinkley left that one. <laughs> well, I liked the one song. For the longest time. That's it. Oh, my yeah, God. All the, listen- all the listeners are like, for the longest time, for the longest time. <laughs> I'm telling you, you give you give my you listeners see, the one song I like. <laughs> I didn't know the name of it. You you give my listeners any reference, and they just they jump all over it. They like I swear, <laughs> they're like hungry. My poor sister, she's like she she's listening to the delay. She's so far. I don't know if it's her service or or what, but she's like. Is she in L.A.? No, she she lives in she lives in Saugus. Oh, she's like, but it's the internet. It goes. My friend in L. My friend in L. A. Is actually listening faster than she is. <laughs> I just feel so bad. So, but she's like, oh, it's so frustrating. I, here you go, Phyllis. You can just listen. Just listen. There you go. No, dude, there's a delay tonight. Always keeps buffering. Oh, really? Oh, well. Uh, worst case scenario, you just did listen. So let's see. By the score on the wall, I say. Okay, that means Andrea, you got one, and the listener. I win a car. Yes, and do you have a car? 
I win a car and you win a car. All of your. I'm not. I'm not car. looking under my seat, Oprah. This is not <laughs> happening. I'm not. You know. I some, think it's a Toyota. It's. It could be a Kia. <laughs> no, I think it's a Toyota. No, you know what it is. It's a Kia. Adjust things on the wheel. It's a Kia named Evita. There we go. There's a reference for you. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, that was our, our second fake. What I'm going to do is I'm going to count up all the scores, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more to Andrea Lyman about her magnificent career. We won't waste any more time on her games. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We will be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. Hi there, this is Cheryl Fay, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with my friend Mark Scalia. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978 219 9294. My funny Valentine. Sweet comic valentine You make me smile with my heart You could win up to $50,000 like that! There's even a grand prize! $1,000 a week for life! Play the Pennsylvania Lottery's new $1 instant game, Player's Choice! Watch me strut my stuff can't get enough, baby, oh, baby, look where your mama is now. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that is Andrea Lyman. That is actually from her demo reels, uh, both her uh, singing and her commercial demo reels. Um, and that is actually, when I said I've heard you sing today for the first time, that is how I've heard you sing for the first time. And all the time oh. I've known you, I've never uh, gotten a... Um, uh, 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 a, a moment uh it's always been acting it's never been singing so i was very i was like wow i didn't it was like it, to me it was like out of nowhere like i knew it but i didn't actually hear it so i couldn't prove it and then i went i go wow she really can't sing it's like son of a bitch i wish i i just <laughs> I you give know. you my christmas cd yeah to, <laughs> <laughs> no, I listened to some of the Christmas. I actually took it out because Christmas annoys me, um, especially this year because last winter was too fucking long. Um, but oh, I should wow. say I like I like Christmas, but it's like January and on. I can't stand it. But um, just uh, I was gonna and I was gonna actually do some of the video and stuff, but the video on the reels is good, but it 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 wouldn't make the translation. I figured I'll use her actual demo reels and the commercial demo reel was I cut it down a little bit and then. Uh, and then sing it, but amazing. And have you have you uh, done any singing in movies, or is it just on stage? Yeah, in um, Bride Wars, 
I was the wedding, um, you know, part of the, the wedding singers in um, Bride Wars. Oh, I didn't know that. Is it? Oh, I should find For 14 that. hours we sang. Um, <laughs> I forgot what it was now. I can't believe I forgot it. But um, it was like four bars that we were singing over and over and over again. And then when you see the movie, you know where it is. You know it's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Bride Wars. I was trying to get Bride Wars singing. Oh, I should, I should, yeah, I, is that on your reel? I'd love to see that clip. It's not on my reel. Um, so it's hard to get stuff like that, but especially since it didn't make the actual. Oh, it didn't make the actual, cut. is it on the uh, director's cut But we were singing 14 hours. We were singing that, oh. singing that same thing over and over and over again. Oh. It was me and this, I forgot the, the other singer. There's a main singer. And then, um, the band was the Chicken Slacks. The <laughs> I know. I didn't see the movie. I don't, I don't watch local movies. I mean, I'm I, I'm really shocked because this was really a guy movie <laughs> about two women fighting over who gets the the um, best venue for their wedding. Yeah, my problem oh, is my what's goodness. her name? Goldie Hawn's daughter is. I just can't. Oh, I just do not. I there's something about her that I just cannot watch. I just I don't I don't know. It's like not that I know She's her very personally. Nice. No, it's I'm sure she is. Just something about her. I'm just like, <laughs> no thanks. I just guess who's not going to be in the next Kate Hudson movie. Oh, th that's her name, Kate Hudson. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> no, I'm 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 fine with that. It's not like her agent called me up. And but goes, Kate Hudson, I like you, so you can put me the, in the Kate Hudson story. And who else was opposite her? Was um. Anne Hathaway. Oh, see, I would, yeah, I'd say I would have been hanging out with Anne Hathaway, though. Yeah. Me, did, and there was one movie that was in cat a strip woman. club. <laughs> they went to a male strip club, and, and um, Anne Hathaway did a dance. She was fantastic. <laughs> she didn't do a strip, well, she did a dance, but it was male strip club, but then she just got up there because they were fighting with each other, so each one was ruining the other one's. Oh, and speaking, of, and speaking of Anne Hathaway, I mean, you know, and you're on Broadway, you like the Broadway shows and all that, and she sang in Les Mis and was amazing. Oh, yeah. She's a musical theater background. That's why she's yeah. good at that. And there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of um, problems. I talked to a bunch of people about that. And they go, why wouldn't you just have the, like Hugh Jackman, I understand. Anne Hathaway, mm -hmm. I understand. Russell Crowe? Well, they always do that. In movie musicals, that is my, my little <laughs> pet peeve, is that. In movie musicals, for some reason, they don't think the, that it's important to have singers. Oh. And they constantly do that. They That's did right. Moulin Rouge, and they had Nicole Kidman sing, and she sang badly. So I thought, okay, well, you know, you can sing badly once, maybe for some reason they didn't know. So therefore, it was no reason for her to be in nine yeah. singing. Because we already saw that she can't sing. Well, Chicago so was one of the role singing in nine. Chicago was one of the exceptions because they had all stars, like TV movie stars, and they all did well. Like Chicago was good. Do you hear the silence? <laughs> I'm. I, I never saw the Chicago. I never saw Chicago anyway. So I <laughs> just figured they sang and, better. And, and you're commenting on it being. <laughs> Could I will. I will tell you this though. I just saw. You, the you didn't see it, but then you're I didn't saying it. it's good. No, I. I said it, they sang good. Is what I said. They sang good. They did some good singing. But I will tell you this. I well, just saw the trailer. The did. <clears throat> yeah, and I just Nothing saw. I just saw the trailer did. for the four for uh for the four seasons. Basically, Jersey Boys. I saw Jersey Boys. Uh huh. They, they have the movie coming out, Jersey Boys, and I think they're uh -huh. using the cast. 
Oh, well, now that's a good idea. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Because they have a different idea. It's like when they were doing Evita, Patty Lapone was not even in the running yeah. for being in the film because right. Hollywood didn't like her. And so they were looking at all these other people and it's like, so they, the, the Evita, the role, is like a two and a half octave role. Mm. They get, I've known Madonna to do, to do yeah. that, that role. I'm like, oh. Well, they're singing, and then they're singing, then they get away with singing. So, So, wait, you you saw Chicago, and you thought Renee Zellweger was a good singer? No, I saw clips of Chicago. I've never seen Ah. a whole movie, and I've been to Chicago. And if I saw Renee, if I saw Renee Zellweger in Chicago, I would leave Chicago. And I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the movie. I'm talking about the play. I'm talking about the city. Yeah, but nobody, I mean, unless it's like with Jersey Boys, there's no doubt. I mean, I'm almost positive they're using the Broadway cast. I mean, because I, I look. Well, that's the, great. I, I watched the trailer. I didn't recognize anybody. Doing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, it's just like anything else. That, you know, the, uh, the, the singers may be really good on the play, but in a movie, they have they no drama. They would be good, too, because they are. Right. Usually triple threats. But the thing is, they don't value, Hollywood doesn't value the music. And so then they say, well, music was never work. Well, if you get real singers, it does. <laughs> like they did Mamma Mia. And then uh, Pierce, Pierce Brodden, Brosnan only makes the movie um, memorable because of how horrible he is, poor thing. <laughs> um, but he's just god awful. And, and actually, nobody's good in it. <laughs> but you know something? It's just like movies. Movies don't make money, and neither do comedies. And Hollywood doesn't recognize them that. But believe if you me. do it well, it'll make money. Uh, believe me, you're talking to somebody who is so pissed off. It, I don't watch award shows because comedies don't win the Oscar for best film. They never do. They never do. They never will. Hmm. Even though they're better films. Even though that sometimes they're better films. I've seen Drivel. So you're preaching to the choir here. I mean, me personally, I don't like musicals, so I wouldn't go see it. But, like, look, if you do a musical number, what, like, like for instance, the Tony Awards, Neil Patrick Harris, oh, my gosh, he killed it. He was so, he was great. Last year, he was great the year before. So this year, let's not have Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because everybody saw how wonderful he was in the Tony Awards. Yeah. This year, let's not have Neil Patrick Harris. Well, the powers that be make bed. Well, Hugh Jackman can sing. Yeah, but he's not as good as Neil Patrick Harris for right. For, but uh, his for the Tony Awards. But his box office appeal and his lady appeal and his viewer appeal is up there, guys. I saw him in X Men, the new X Men movie. He was mm-hmm. he was naked. I see he, that. he was naked. He walked to the window, and I went, "Wow, he's in great fucking shape." And I went. I go, am I attracted? I'm going, no, no, I just like Wolverine. And that's what it is. And I can say that because I don't care. Because he mm-hmm. he's in phenomenal freaking shape. He's just, and he seems like a nice guy. Like, how can I fucking hate him? I'd yeah, love I to hate he, him. Yeah, he's probably nice. You know, 20 years ago, I'd be like, hey, he's gay. And I'd, I'd leave it alone. But now it's like, he's Hugh Jackman. He's like, I mean, he's cool. He's just, mm-hmm. he's like a cool guy. And he plays one of the coolest superheroes. And, you know, how can you hate him? You just can't. So I do want to see that. And I also want to see, um, what is it, something like A Hundred Ways to Die in the West. Oh, that movie. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, that movie's going to be bad. I'll tell you that. No, you, know, you think so? Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I do. Darn. Liam Neeson. It's a fancy movie. Liam Neeson. Which I like. Wait a minute. Liam Neeson as a cowboy? 
He did a joke about it. He, he, but, but it's supposed to be funny because he does all those. But that's um, why. But Seth MacFarlane did the joke on Family Guy. He goes, "It's like having Liam Neeson as a cowboy," and then he has Liam Neeson as a cowboy. But I think that he's supposed to be sort of parodying his role. He's, but he has all these new references in an 1880s film. I mean, it's going to be funny, but it. The thing I think it's going to be the same way he would did with Ted. I thought Ted was a funny movie, but it wasn't. I mean, it was funny, but wasn't a good movie. It is a difference. I mean, it was funny. Wait, they're going to be making Ted two here. So I thought it was the best movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Boy, that's Seth MacFarlane. He sure is wonderful. Mark <laughs> Wahlberg too. Boy, Andrew, about a man in a <laughs> Andrew, I appreciate you wanting to say all good things. I've got six listeners that nobody can help us. I've been <laughs> doing this. I've been doing this show for almost a year, and nobody's <laughs> helped me. Like they help me when it comes to the musical. Challenges. One of your listeners might be Seth MacFarlane's cousin. So yes, I think that Ted. Oh, oh boy, can't wait till they bring Ted to you. I think they're doing it this fall. Well, <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Maleficent too. That's opening up. <laughs> you tell me you don't like Angelina Jolie, right? No, no. I think I I don't know what to do with Disney at this point. Like I'm starting to enjoy Disney as a production company. Mm-hmm. Where before I couldn't stand it, because uh, you know, then they bought my two favorite things. They bought Star Wars and they bought Marvel, and I'm like, oh no, oh, right. they've ruined it. And they're staying out of the way. They're just acting as a production company, and that's it. They're good. They're letting the studios do their thing. Well, they produced. They were. They were. Um, when we worked on Body of Proof here and in L.A., that was Disney, and yeah. we actually our studio was um, the same studio where they filmed Mary Poppins. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think I wasn't in heaven. Yeah, as long as see Disney's good as long as they just like it's not I don't care I don't care when they when they take the rubber stamp and they stamp it Disney on everything. If Disney stays out of the way, they're great. Like ABC is is great. Just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Don't call it Disney's ABC. As soon, they wanted to call it Disney's The Avengers, and everybody got pissed. And if as long as they just distribute it, and then all as long as they and John Sant, John Keating, he's out in L.A. They just distribute them, which is great. Just work as the production, as the money, as the distribution, and just that's when the, that's how, and just let them do the thing. And you know, Pixar, and again, he quoted, you know, Pixar, same thing. If Pixar is left alone to just be Pixar and Disney funds it and does all that stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. it's good. So, you know, Marvel's the Avengers. I love it. I love the show. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I'm watching ABC. Fuck. I hate it. But you know, I just, I watch it and I just love the show. So, but yeah, they have, I mean, they're, they're, they're on the ball and mm-hmm. you know, maybe they have some rules though. Cause I was really surprised when we were working on body, body approved. One episode had a fire and, um, he said, but nobody will burn in the fire because right. Disney doesn't like people burning in fires. So they had a, a fire and somebody had to die, but the person died because they were poisoned before the fire. You know, they got out of the fire, but they had been poisoned. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See but what I'm saying? Die in the fire. Yeah, but Marvel Agents of Shield, people are getting blown up left and right. And a guy got burned. I didn't say he couldn't blow up. No, he got guy got burned up like his whole scar. I mean, he plays. He didn't um, die. No, he played Deathlock though. He lost an arm and a leg and he had a mechanical. Yeah, but he didn't die. What? 
I know because you it, can't die in a fire. Yeah, you can. You can get burned. Yeah, you can. You die. Just they have people dying all the time. They blew up a guy with a laser gun. They blew his body parts flew everywhere. No, but he didn't die in a fire. <laughs> you can blow somebody up. Just don't burn them in a fire. I didn't say you couldn't blow them up. You can blow them up. You couldn't die in a yeah, fire. Don't let them die in a fire. That's the rule. That's the rule. I don't know why, but that seems to be the rule. That's what they told me. <laughs> and I've been watching the ABC shows. <laughs> like, I know you are watching the ABC shows. I know you're watching all the Shonda Rhimes. The what? So what did you think of the last Grey's Anatomy? Of what? Were you shocked? I didn't. I didn't even see. I didn't. I don't even I know, know Grey was an anatomy. I, I, I know. <laughs> I just named the chickiest chick chick show on. Oh. <laughs> Is McDermott? Is there a McDermott somewhere? Brian McDermott. Yep. Yep. Um, the Mc, he's McDre- there's a McDreamy, a McSteamy. There's a McSteamy. What? Stop it. <laughs> That's what they call They have nicknames for the, the characters. Oh, my God in heaven. <laughs> oh, I think I just lost a listener. <laughs> I did. But, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to uh, Radio Irregardless. With me, your host, Mark Scalia, and on the phone with me, Andrea Lyman, triple threat, actor, singer, and dancer. And uh, she is going to be coming up uh, next month at in a Midsummer's Night's Dream in Cambridge. Uh, and I put the link on the website as well, coming up in June, from June 19th to 22, and then June 26th to 29th. And she's also doing a short film, Interference, in the Roxbury uh, International Film Festival. And I put the link on that. Uh, and it's screening at the MFA, at the, uh, the Alfond Auditorium, 5.30 on Friday, June 27th. So you get some things going on. Yes. When the government takes good science and turns it easier. <laughs> <laughs> so while I got you, and I'm, I'm while I got you on this, I want to I want to ask you the two questions I ask almost every single time of my guests. Um, since you've got this extensive career and you've been doing it a long time, and in stage and screen and uh, and and live theater and all this stuff, um, I would love for you to tell me your best slash worst gig stories. Um, and of course, start with the best one because the worst gig is always the better story. And you can pick from, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily the best or the worst, but one of the best and one of the worst, because I got tons of stories myself, so. <laughs> okay. I guess one of the best would be that I played the palace. Um, <laughs> you played the... the what? I played the palace. Like the palace, like the queen's palace? Um, sort of. <laughs> okay. The queen happened to be in Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, the Palace <laughs> Theater. King and I, yeah. Oh, really? I always like to say I played the Palace. I was actually I was I played the Palace too. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I wasn't singing. <laughs> yeah, I did King and I. Yeah, but there was a Queen, and he cornered me in the bathroom. But that's a different story. We're not talking about that. Oh yeah, there was royalty there With because the- <laughs> it was the King and I. So there, haha. And was, I was one of his wives. Yeah, there was the queen and me, and uh, that was uncomfortable. So <laughs> I was his runaway wife. Stuffed him. So that's the. So the you played the. No, you played the. Palace. I loved the role. I loved the show. I, I kind of loved playing the palace. That was kind of cool. Nice. And how about your worst gig? And and we, I mean, we've we've done some bad days on set so there must be a really good bad story see you don't want to bad mouth anybody but i love to no, hear no, the no, stories no, it wasn't that it wasn't that it was just trying to think and okay. actually one of my worst was at 
what would be considered the best venue. We were at Radio City Music Hall. Um, nice. I did the the Christmas show and the spring show there, and their stage does everything. It it goes up um, from the basement. Um, it can rise up at least a story high. It it um, turns around. It goes back and forth. It does all of that, which is just incredible, except when something's not working. <laughs> and and that's that's what happened. One time it was going in, it was like, I was almost in, in tears. I was so afraid because the okay, show that had been in there before us, somebody, had, a dancer had lost a toe. They lost a toe? Um, yeah, because so that stage that goes up and down, um, there'd been a problem and it went, um, and back and forth, so it went either back or forth or up or down, um, not right, so that oh. it cut off a oh. dancer's toe. Wow. I've, so I've heard a break with a that line, in your but... mind, when the stage is acting up and you're on it, and it was like <laughs> turning, but it went, eh, 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 and we're singing and dancing, and we're like <laughs> turning around, we're like, oh my God, I'm going to fall off this thing. And sometimes we were on these platforms that's supposed to move back and forth, just push a button and it moves back, but it was the button wasn't working and the stage was moving so that if you fell, you can fall a number of stories. Because that the basement is a few stories down. So oh that that was um pretty terrifying. And the other part that was weird at Radio City was when you do the Christmas show, um, those animals uh are animals. And so the camels I think are the meanest of all. Sometimes they don't move but also they I had heard camels spit. Well, hold, hold on a second. They use real animals? Uh-huh. What That's the what known for, the, the living nativity. Oh, my God. And so they have, like, the, the these animals, like the camels and stuff like that, and those camels, when they get mad, they'll spit, and they really, like, hugely spit. Yeah. And they had another thing with the circus animal, Daisy, and Daisy, the little elephant, would always, you know, she that was when she would take her bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> on the stage. And then you had to be coming in singing and dancing on that stage. You know, hope they clean the stuff up. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I was like, yes, here we are. We're at the top. We're at Radio City Musical. But. Surrounded by elephant shit. <laughs> <laughs> and a stage that kind of moves, but maybe. <laughs> maybe you might fall into the basement. I, I don't I don't have stories that good. I mean I've had bottles thrown at me, but <laughs> I don't I haven't had to perform with elephant shit <laughs> and worried about losing a toe. What? And leave showbiz? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hysterical. Andrew, this is uh this has actually been a lot of fun and I uh, I hope to see you around the playground. I really do. Oh, definitely. Um, and about the uh, 48 Hour Film Festival and the Midsummer's Night's Dream coming up in Chicago and uh, just, you know, working with together in projects and stuff like that. So uh, it's been great to have you on, and I hope all my listeners will check you out. It's andrealyman.com, and uh, it's facebook.com. It's a fiasco, Cambridge, for the Shakespeare <laughs> in the Parks. And it's uh, 
the www.roxburyfilmfestival.org, and they're all typed up. And, uh, oh, three of my listeners, four of my listeners, uh, myself included, have uh, hearted that. So they, they really... They're going to check it out if they haven't already. So, oh, thanks. Andrea, you're a lot of you are today, coach. <laughs> you are. Oh, I, I thank you. I appreciate that. My sister, my sister just wrote like a Wonka Vader, which she was referencing when it goes up two stories, and then she goes. Um, did you lose? It's a, a camel toe. That's how I'm telling you. She just wrote that in now. That she just. Well, it's funny. It was worth waiting three minutes for it. So. Well, they have a pun festival, so yeah. it could be part of it. <laughs> uh, but Andrea, thanks so much for being on the show, and uh, my listeners Thank go you. check her out. But uh, I'll see you around the playground, sweetheart. Okay. Thank you. All right. Have a great night. You too. Bye bye. Bye. And that was Andrea Lyman, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, triple threat, uh, jumping up up on an elevator with elephant shit and camel toes, apparently. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's getting close to that uh, that witching hour, and I'm looking at my uh, uh, my phone, and uh, I've got no calls, no emails, which means I can wrap the show up early. Not that I wanted to do anything more than that. Um Good news, bad news. We won't be on next week. Boo-hoo-hoo. No, we will not be on next week, only for the fact uh, that uh, I will be in Minnesota. Why? Because I work for idiots, and and I'm going to be in Minnesota. There's nothing in Minnesota, I swear. I've been there a bunch of times. And uh, but I'm doing a corporate uh, a corporate event there, and that's why I will not be there. Um, but if you are around this weekend, um, I'm actually going to be in Manchester, New Hampshire, at the Radisson uh, for the chill. I'm doing a fundraiser for the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, I guess it's like a Make a Wish kind of foundation or something like that. Raising money for that. Uh, also on Friday night, basically Friday night, very early in the morning, or Friday very early in the morning, at two thirty in the morning, I'm doing the class of the Bridgewater Class of 2014 lock-in. That is where they get students, and they put them all in a room, and they lock them up, and they play music so they won't go out and drink. They just sneak drinking there. (laughs) It's a dumb thing, but I haven't done one uh, in about 15 years, and John Keating will appreciate this. The last one I did is with Freddie Stone uh, somewhere in Connecticut, uh, and he wouldn't let me sleep on the ride home. I was like, dude, let me sleep. You're driving. If you need me to drive, I'll drive. But um, I did 20 minutes there, and I'm going to do 45 here. But after doing, yeah, I know. <laughs> but after doing the Saugus High School graduation thing, I'm like, you know, I think, yeah, I can pull it off. I think it'll be fine. It'll be good. It's good to stretch the muscles, uh, especially after I tore my back doing the funky chicken or whatever i was doing for the beyonce thing earlier um it'll be nice to do that uh and then of course i'm next week next wednesday will be the uh corporate event in minnesota i'm going to be doing and i'm not even able to do a show on the monday i mean on the tuesday or the thursday when i come back that is that is what i uh, very much would like to do but i can't because i've got a show the thursday night and i'm traveling on the tuesday night so i can't so uh, that is uh, that's how that's going to work. And finally, last but certainly not least, um, Saturday, June sixth at seven thirty, I'll be up and doing the comedy night at the Sky Event Center in Lewiston, Maine. 
It's a super humongous show. Uh, Jody Sloan, Pat Napoli, and myself. And I'm looking forward to that. It's a big, big, big venue. And I guess they usually do concerts. So it's probably going to be one of the biggest venues I've played at. So hopefully they'll have a, a ton of tickets. Otherwise, it'll be like telling, four, be like telling, telling jokes to four people in a fucking auditorium, which I've done before. Uh, so that's how that works. So... All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, by the old clock on a wall, I think it's uh, I think it's almost time to go. So thank you guys for being on the show, for listening for a while. Uh, if you want to be a sponsor or a guest, you can email me at radioirregardless at gmail.com, mark at markscalia.com, call the hotline 978-219-9294. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Take care. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the term irregardless shall be sent to a work camp.